Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Support for the Dan Patrick Show podcast comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Home is so much more than a house. It's your own little slice of heaven. That's why when you find the perfect place for you and your family, getting a mortgage shouldn't get in the way. Imagine how it feels to have an award-winning team by your side through every step of this process. It's awesome. Exactly what you get with Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Their team of mortgage experts obsessed with finding a better way, which means that their number one goal, make home buying process smoother for you. With industry-leading online lending technology developed in the heart of Detroit, Rocket Mortgage is changing the game. It's an award-winning client service and support every step of the way. Quicken Loans has helped millions of Americans achieve their dream of home ownership, and they're going to help you. Visit rocketmortgage.com slash Jan. Take the first step toward the home of your dreams. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Push button. Get mortgage. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Adam Sandler, actor, comedian, and his new film is Uncut Gems, yes. nationwide, Christmas Day. Yes. In New York and Los Angeles. The best. Next Friday, December 13th, you can see it. <laughs> Sandman won a big award yesterday. Yes. Yes. The National Board of Review awarded him the best actor. They were right. In history. I didn't even thank them. Thank, thank you very much for that. Best actor in history. Is that what it is or just this year? I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't look at the fine print, but I'm pretty sure I'm up there. If you, you get did a, a top hundred, don't you think I'd beat Humphrey Bogart? Yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> he paved the way, but I took it to the next level. You would. You would edge out Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. He's good. Yeah. But but Bogart is going down. <laughs> <laughs> the film also won best screenplay, and uh, it's one of the best top ten movies of the year. Judging so, from your reaction when you saw it, yeah. I agree with all that. So I'm I'm at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mm. and I, I I text Sandler just to say, hey, Sandman, I love the movie. Yeah. And he's with his family on vacation in Florida, <laughs> and he goes, hold on, hold on, I'm calling you. <laughs> now, I'm in a theater oh. watching a concert with Tom Hanks hosting from the garden where really? all of these artists are performing. And Sandler calls, so I have to step out. I'm with my family, and then I, I just said, hey, I, you, you, you were great. And then he wanted a whole synopsis. I he wanted a whole synopsis. I was being polite. No, no, you were going, Danny, Danny, tell me what, tell me what, what, what did you like. What did, what did you like, though? You didn't what like, did, what you did you like, like the phone call. I, I did like when you're in the closet and oh, your yeah. girlfriend is on the couch mm. and you're in the same apartment. You're disgusting. No, Nobody. You, you yeah. did it. I didn't. Um, okay, so let me give the synopsis here of Sandman. Yes. Charismatic jeweler. Yeah? And, and you, that's what yeah, it says. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I didn't say that. <laughs> I just say you're kind of a sleazy jeweler. Uh, you make a big bet that could lead to a lot of money or a lot of trouble. Yeah. It's a precarious high-wire act. Yeah. He has to balance business, his family, his girlfriend, right. and everything else that comes along with it. That's a lot to do, fellas. But I did it. Okay. How did they get you in this movie? 
I, I, I was in um, the Meyerowitz stories. I was going to Cannes, all right, the festival. Yeah. Festival of Lights. Um, <laughs> and I don't so, think it's called the festival. Not, I don't think so. I don't think so. Every festival I like say. Like there's a city of lights. Well, I'm telling you, this can, <laughs> was a festival. was going nuts that night. It was very bright. It's festival. Uh, but, um, <laughs> but festival. Meyerowitz stories. I'm going to Cannes. I keep getting a call from my agency. The Safdie brothers would like to meet you. They're going to be in Cannes as well. I said, who are they? And I didn't know who the Safdie brothers They said, uh, the young guys, they're great. Um, filmmakers, and I said, I'm all right. I don't need to do that. They know what I do. And um, and, and they were like, no, you got to meet them. I'm telling you. And then I said, nah, nah, come on. They, they they know what I can do. What am I meeting them about? Are they give me a movie or something? Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, um, they told me, just watch their movie. So when I came back home from Cannes, too late. I didn't see them in Cannes. I watched Good Time. Did you see Good Time? Yeah. Oh, man. So I was like, oh, my God. These guys are great. And then I watched all their movies I, and everything they did. I was like, all right, so let's get that meeting going. Yeah, they did the one with Robert Pattinson. Yes. Yeah, it was very good. Very good. Now, yeah. did they write the movie with you in mind? I, I Apparently, they sent the script to me 10 years ago, and, and Sandy passed <laughs> on it. So, yeah, 10 years ago, they wanted So your manager it. just didn't give it to you? I don't see everything. I can't see everything. But, yeah, he made the decision, not for you, buddy. But maybe he was right. I was a little young for this, for that movie. Okay. Ten years ago, maybe. Okay. But it all worked out, and uh, these guys are good. Now, you did an audition. No. Nah, no, we just sat and had a bunch of meetings in New York, and we talked about the character and okay. talked about everything and what, uh, what you know, it was nerve-wracking because I didn't, I was, uh, you know, naked and crazy. Uh, oh, yeah, there is a scene where there is nudity. Yes. No, no, none of the front. But still on the side. I think I saw a little bit of the <laughs> front. Of it. <laughs> Maybe it hopped out for a second. <laughs> that man is in the trunk. Yeah. He gets he gets um he gets roughed up a little bit. Yeah. And he's naked. He gets locked into the trunk of his car. Yeah, man. And uh, being nude nude is awful in front of anybody. For me, I don't even. Okay, but where what are you wearing in that scene? That one, I'm not wearing anything. But I'm in the trunk, and they call action, and you shoot it, and I'm in the trunk of a car, and blah, blah, blah. And then they call cut, and it's done, and everyone's moving on. But then you got to get out of the trunk, and you, you're naked, and so I'm looking for something to block myself with because it's just, it's just awful. It's a career changer. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, Is there a director's cut with, with nudity? <laughs> More nudity. Maybe they could be. The guys were very nice. They saw it in my eyes. Please don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought you were terrified from the scene. You were terrified oh, from no, people just, seeing you naked. I just played the naked of it all. That's an actor. What was the hardest part of this? Well, I'm telling you, what happened was I read the script and I was terrified. And Jackie, I said, yeah, Your wife. My wife. I, I Can you read this? And we sat and uh, she was like, oh, my God, it's great. And blah, blah, blah. And I said, I'm terrified to... Uh, do this, but you know, it's like two months of being this guy, and she's like, Oh, yeah, she, she just calmed me down and said, You can do all this stuff and commit to it and jump in and blah blah blah. And so we did. And I got scared, but fun. I, I, I grew to love being the guy, but also, you're not in control, yeah, right? Well, because normally you're in control of your movies, right? The comedy feel feels good. Feels good to just say, yeah. I felt like you doing my sets. We're yeah. like, what else, Sandman? <laughs> <laughs> Help me, Sandman. No, the guys, they knew what they wanted. They knew what this guy was, and they grew up going to the 47th Street, and, and they just 
brought me into that world. I learned a lot. Have you ever bought jewelry from the Diamond District? I don't think I have. I don't think I have. I, it's I, terrifying. I Why are you afraid of getting... I, I got my engagement ring there. You did? Yes. That's funny. I got locked in a jewelry store. Right. So I, I was with my wife. We were just looking. And uh-huh. we walked into a store, and the guy locked the door. Uh-huh. And he said, you're not getting out until you buy an engagement ring. Oh, wow. And I said, no, 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 let me out, let me out, let me out, let me out. And I was panicked. Yeah. And my, my now wife said, open, open the door, open the help, door. Help my future husband. And then I, I went outside just to get, you know, fresh air. If you come out of a jewelry store with no package, everybody else on the street, okay, then they exactly. send runners over and say, hey, come on over here. What are yeah, you looking for? Yeah, right. So right, I right. had like four different guys coming over. Right. To go, and I said to my wife, I said, I, I got to get out of here. Yeah, you know, because you getting engaged, that. yes, getting engaged that's, is, you know, that's tough your enough. own private moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Know, this one was, yeah, I know. Uh, Scary stuff. Uh, Adam Sanders joining us. Uncut Gems uh, nationwide on December 25th. Was Kevin Garnett, was the was his scene written, that, that character was written with yeah. him in mind? Uh, I think they wrote it 10 years ago for Sotomayor. And then, uh, and oh, so it was going to be a New York. Yeah, it was going to be. Sotomayor was here. Okay, and I think because uh, he um, had a nice connection with uh, uh, mystical stuff and uh, uh, Israel and Jews, and they were well, he's about part that. Jewish. Is I, it, I'm is not it sure. Convert? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think yeah. Sotomayor is that right, Nick? Love? Yeah, him and Jordan Farmer are, are, are all-star players. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a great acquisition for you guys, though, Sandman. Yeah, that was a good. I mean, having Stoudemire. That was big. That was Rod Carew level. (laughs) (laughs) That kid in Memphis, too, James Wiseman, I think. No, he's not. He's not Jewish. Oh, his last name's Wiseman? Uh, Yeah. My friend said a great joke that uh, maybe it's an old joke, but uh, uh, Spiderman. Spiderman's Jewish. The, Spider-Man, <laughs> the Spidermans are coming over. <laughs> Did you have to add, uh, like your accent is? Yes, I, I was do, doing, I met a few guys there, and I was kind of doing a little taste of all those guys. Uh, they, all, the, all the guys on the block were helping us with the movie, and I got to follow them. And a couple, couple of guys in particular, I was taking their uh, mannerisms and attitudes and a little of their voice. But also, when you go, there's certain places in New York where you're not going to a store, because what you have, where you do your business, you got to get buzzed in. You got to go through, you know, yeah. security, an office, right. and then you go up, and then you go buzz through, and then yeah. buzz through again. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. And that, you know, that's then part of what got you nuts. Yes, it is. Yeah. But but when you, when you start to look at this, and then you it it it's weird. As I watched you, I watched you in the beginning, and it was just Adam Sandler in a movie. Uh-huh. And then about, I don't know, a quarter of the way in, I go, like I forgot that it was Adam Sandler doing the movie. That's cool. Which is probably the best compliment I can give you. Sure. You just became this person. Yeah, yeah. What did your wife say when she saw it? <laughs> oh, man, she loved it. Uh, she thought she she was a big part of it. So it was kind of like, you know, some of the heavy scenes I had to do and be emotional. So I would call her a lot and say, I don't know how to well, how to do this or how to get to this place. Do you know how to be emotional? I'm not emotional. I don't cry that much. I don't I don't think I ever cry. Do you? All the time. Well, yeah, yeah, you told me that. Yeah. yeah. You're good at crying. Yeah. I, I don't let it out. I cried when the movie ended. Yeah, you yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. every ending. 
but, but I cried because I wasn't in it. That's, that's why I cried. I didn't cry because of anything that happened. We're going to get you to 20 soon. I can get you to 20. Honestly, I can do that in four months. <laughs> I just oh, get a lot of by stuff. By the way, yeah. look what I got for you. I got, I got you a T-shirt. Ah, oh, that's great. See? Yeah, and, and I got it large. I, <laughs> Double X! <laughs> no, 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 no. I th- you've been slimming so down. Tight. No, no, that's a loose jacket. No, oh, it is? That's great. Yeah. No, I'm not slimming down. In fact, when I was putting my socks on, I think yesterday, I went, what the hell is happening? What is happening? Because I play so much basketball. Yeah. Why, why would my body do this? But, but don't you take care of yourself? I do. I try to eat right. I eat... Uh, very good egg white omelet every day. But when you did the water boy, yeah, I was in shape. Yeah, I'm like no, I'm getting older. I don't know what to do. I'm getting old, huh? What, Paul? We were all just saying four months ago you were on the basketball court all over the place. I, I, I can do that. I just my body's not looking like it should. My shoulders are perfect. I have very strong shoulders. <laughs> great tricep muscles. That's great. Biceps are getting softer. And my uh, and we get to see you. I got the shirt off in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I look all right. Oh well, <laughs> it, yeah, like all right. Yeah, I look all right. He's all right, I guess. No, I felt better. I, guess, uh, I felt better about myself when I saw <laughs> you with your shirt off. Man, the socks thing though, the other day, you would have felt great about you. It was like this, I guess, the lean over. But my you chest can't... is soft now. <laughs> I have a softer chest than I used to have. I used to have like that was part of my the greatness of me. Which is perfectly chiseled, cut down the middle yeah. chest, yeah. and now it's becoming just one mound of uh, chest. Used to be two, two chests, <laughs> two chestuses, <laughs> two chestuses. But you and, and I, it, I think everything I read on this was, mm-hmm. you know, why doesn't Sandler do more of these? Well, how the hell is that supposed to happen? How many great scripts are happening every day? You know, these guys are incredible. They gave me an opportunity. And uh, I like doing comedies too, so I can't just throw away my whole life. I know this is your you your money maker is your comedy. It's my love. Why are you yelling at me? Well, you brought it up. Getting mad now. Okay, but you you're getting mad at the critics, not me. I'm I'm just echoing what they're saying. I'm sort of talking to them. Oh, you are. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. you have like punch drunk love. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you've had some of these movies where people go. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like what I do, man, and I like it a lot. And um, But I, I really, um, no, I, I mean, this this is, if other opportunities happen, I hope to work with these guys again. But I'm always amazed when somebody goes, oh, I didn't know Sandler could act. I said, why, why did it take this for yeah. you to understand if Sandler could act or not? It's a different, different thing. It, they see me in a different way because they're used to uh, my other movies, so I, I get that. It's looks different. And then you're doing a Halloween movie. That's they're gonna that's gonna <laughs> really shock <laughs> I come back to then you go back <laughs> I mean wow. This, because you know actors are always looking for the next project after they do something <laughs> remarkable. I and, and, you know, maybe come. get nominated or something. Yeah right. Man. Yeah and then you're I, gonna I, I'm doing that. And, doing. You, and we're in a Halloween movie. Halloween movie. <laughs> I can't I can't all of a sudden uh, uh, make sure that uh, the youth of America is enjoying a Halloween movie yeah. and having a good time. And you're great in it, by the way. Can't wait for you to see it. Hubie Halloween. You, you want to do any of your lines? You actually said one of your lines. I did. Hubie uh, Dubois. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we still laugh at? That's my boy when we're at the prison. 
Yeah. So the first take, and I've got the Danettes there running camera. Fritzy's got his camera pointed towards the wall. And you're there with Andy Samberg. Susan Sarandon's on the other side of the glass. And, and we walk in. Like, you're in a moment where you're going, holy bleep. We're we're in this scene right now. Right. There's Susan Sarandon, who's won an Academy Award. And and then you you turn to me and he goes, uh, TV's Randall Morgan. What are you doing here? <laughs> and you started laughing. And then I, I thought, we're really going to do this here. Yeah. TV. That's right. TV's Randall Morgan. TV's Randall Morgan. What are you doing here? And I, that was deep in my character. But that's where I feel like I might have taken advantage of our friendship. Because bringing the day in <laughs> I did. Because I thought, oh, I God. brought us closer. He's too nice. The you were too nice. I got you back by bringing Joe Vesey around. No. That, that's where we're equal. Joe, Joe Vesey. Yeah. You know, he carries the ball, though. He, you know, ever since you said I carry. You do. Which is, I do maybe if, if there's refs watching. Old, old NBA, they call that. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't grow up with the old. I grew up with Harden. No, you didn't. No, all right. But still. You're Iverson, Stockton. Iverson is similar to Why my style. Why are you yelling today? <laughs> you brought up Iverson. No, I, I brought up it. you carried the ball. But if I could go lower, if I could bend more, I would probably is it carry your belly? Less. It's No, it's the back. Oh, the, the, back, back. Oh, the back. Terrible back. <laughs> I can't bend, man. The knees hurt. What do you have besides Hubie Halloween? How much more do I need? I got uncut gems. I got Hubie Halloween coming out in a year. Oh, but I know you guys always do this stuff in advance. I just need to know what my schedule is going to be. You're going to do something this summer. We'll get something this summer. Because I missed out on the Aniston movie. Jennifer Aniston. Uh, and is that her call? No. Love you. Felt, no, no, because remember she called me the sports guy. Like you introduced me to these yes, women the as sports. the sports guy. <laughs> Nicole Kidman could not stand She did not you. like me. She did not like me. She loved me. No, she didn't. She had no idea who I was. Dave, Dave Matthews. Dave me. Matthews, yeah. he liked me until I spilled beer all over him. <laughs> when I first met him, Danny, you'll like Dave. You guys like to drink. Boom, spill my beer all over him. Right there. <laughs> you know. uh, do you care if you get nominated? I guess it would be fun. I don't, I can't, I can't, um, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that because everybody uh, um, mentions good stuff and then they say, maybe you'll get nominated or something. I, I can't, I can't imagine that happening, but it's fun. It would be, it would certainly would be fun for, for everybody. I mean, most people. Are you, okay, this is odd, but yeah. if you do get nominated. Yes, I'm, I'm. Gonna wear a tuxedo. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm I, gonna bring you. Yes. <laughs> Can I go as your plus one? I pr already promised Jackie, but you know that if I'm going, I can get ten seats. No, you can't. But you bring the damn that still. You know, Everyone's going. Once again, yeah. see that that doesn't help you. It does help me. I think it makes me a man of the people that I would bring. Well, you are a man of the people. <laughs> Such a mess. <laughs> yeah. Such a mess. And they're wearing that, and that would be great. But, but you know, are you starting to take inventory of some of these other performances? By I've life? seen them all. I've seen a lot of great ones. Yeah, yeah. That's why I go, I, I'm <laughs> slipping by that one. Like, no, who are you? I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know who's getting uh, Who are you what? concerned about? i got to tell you, I never, not one year have I ever even realized who's getting nominated until I watched the thing. I go, oh, good, he got nominated. I don't watch these movies a lot, but I'm watching them because I'm doing <laughs> interviews with these guys. You know, I, like I did a roundtable, so I saw the, uh, with, you know, with a lot of great ones. Like who? 
and Arrow, and and then I hung out with Pitt. I saw Pitt's movies, man, both those movies. Now, he'll incredible. get nominated Best Supporting yes, Actor. Yes, yes. And I, he was I, very I, good. I'm sure he will. He's incredible in both of those. And and I, you know what? Did you ever see this? Did you see Honey Boy? Shia no, but I heard he was unbelievable. Oh, my God. I heard he's he was in, great. He's incredible. But and, would you rather get nominated for Best Actor or win Best Supporting Actor? <laughs> I'll take the win, man. Okay. Give me the damn trophy. You want the hardware? All these years. Do you have any trophies? I've brought. I have millions of them. <laughs> you do not. I have four punt, pass, and kick trophies. I won punt, pass, and kick. Do you remember that? In New that Hampshire? That looks like an Oscar, yes. I have, a, <laughs> I have a gold, a silver, and two bronzes. I got worse and worse as I got older. <laughs> well, wait. In New Hampshire, there's not many people, though, to compete in the punt, pass, Are you kidding? You don't talk to Chip <laughs> Kelly like that. Yeah, no, there's, there's great uh, Wait, you were in the punt, pass, and kick contest? Yes. Well, who, who sponsored that? Ford or Sunoco? Or, I, I don't remember. I remember Andy Reid. Remember that video of Andy Reid where he's like 6'3", 250, and he's 13? Uh, yeah. And he's... And and everybody else is you know like four foot three right, kids, right, right. and he was in the punt pack pass and kick. And he did, did he win? I think he did, but I think he's been the same size since he was thirteen. Do you remember the rules of that? Where you it would you would they'd have a tape measure. Yeah, you had to throw it as far as you could, yeah. and then they would t- deduct if it was if All you hit center. the line, yeah. that was perfect. If it went to the side, they took away as many feet as it was away from they deducted from the distance. Yeah. Anyways, my kicks were hitting tape. Oh, my really? My punts were landing on tape. My pass. That was when I was eight. You were good back then. You didn't throw it quite as far then, so it was easy to hit the tape. <laughs> and then the older I got, I guess I was throwing all over. I did not know you had a lot of trophies. Like, you would get, oh, like, my God, MTV yeah. People's Choice and those kind of things. I got a million of those. You do? I got a million of those in the house. Like, the yeah. one trophy, if you have to leave the house and grab one trophy. Oh, the, the fire. By the way, when we had the fire a few months ago, my wife said, what are we going to grab? I said, let's just get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's run. Yeah, I don't think that they're, you know, you get your daughters out. and then you got the daughters, the dog. Dog? Yep. And then we, and, uh, and Jackie, uh, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I forget, uh, maybe a couple nice things. I don't remember. <laughs> well, uh, you're not a jewelry guy. Nope, nothing. But you wear a whole lot of jewelry in this movie. I look good in it. Oh, actually, I have a And you have fake teeth, right? Fake teeth, a couple of earrings, magnetic, magnetic earrings. I hurt after a while. You guys ever uh, wear a magnetic ear? I don't know why. It was really like giving me terrible You know what? Headaches. De Niro would have gotten his ear pierced. <laughs> That's why he's going to get the trophy. <laughs> the Irishman trophy. Do you he, know De Niro? A l- very little. I don't know him like I know the, uh, you know, like... Dustin or Pacino But when did you meet Nicholson. Brad Pitt? When did that friendship Pitt, I know from, I don't know how, we know each other for, for like 30 years. He's funny as hell. You would love him. I thought he was awesome. In, Unbelievable. In the, I thought he was so he's funny so in funny, that movie. Yeah. I thought yeah. he was great in that movie. When he's uh, at the end, when he's on that. When he has the, uh, the dog food. No, yeah. <laughs> he's so funny. He's, he's just, great. Yep. Uh, Uncut Gems opened uh, nationwide on Christmas Day. But in New York and L.A. next Friday, yeah, you can go see it. That's great. And I already got You're going to see it, fellas? In the theater? Yeah, in the theater. Yeah, that'll be cool. It's, it looks good. The, the, it looks... Um, the guy who shot it? The way they shot it was... Darius, is a, he did seven. Oh, okay. He's like a superstar yeah. DP. He, he's one of the best DPs. And then, and then it's, he, it looks awesome. Yeah. The, 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 there's a feel to it. Yeah, the way it looks. 
We're rooting for you. I love you. Thank yeah. you. We're rooting for you. I'm rooting for you always. You're doing good, too. You look great. Yeah. Yeah, and then you'll see. Son's a stud. <laughs> I remember when he had a little narrow body on him. He's like, uh, he showed Superman. up. He, like, he doesn't show up. But yeah. but I said, hey, Sandman's going to be in studio, and then uh, all of a sudden, Jackie yeah, my, my son decides he's going to show. So he's, what was he's he not doing? Even, he's not even listening. He wasn't even paying attention. Look up when we compliment you. <laughs> Goodness gracious! He met you already. He doesn't care what you have to yeah. say. He he was one of the best PAs ever on the set. A lot better than Vessi ever was. Oh, am I, I right? Know. I know. Vessi carries the ball. <laughs> he really does. He does. No, Vessi doesn't. Yes, I do. he does. He, he pushes off. He carries. You carry. He does this crazy and one thing where he snakes. He does some weird oh, thing. Oh, I know. He falls me. I fall I to the ground, and then he puts his hand <laughs> on his hip and shakes as he walks past. It's the grossest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> We're showing the video up here. Oh, when, when he was is that the, him? When he was in the man cave. He really's got it. By the way, the man cave's tough to shoot in. Oh, that that looks like that because of the roof. The roof doesn't get on your nerves, fellas. Oh, see that? He, There's a carry. Oh, I don't know. That looked pretty good. That was a carry. That looked pretty good. And it's good. a home court advantage. That's why I have the roof like that. I know. That does make my, my line drive shot does work there. No spin line driver. Hey, thanks for coming in. Thank you. It's Uncut Gems. Uh, go to uh, Adam Center. We'll take a break. Uh, back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Did you know nearly half of Americans make New Year's resolutions, but only 8% actually stick to them? Not exactly surprising when the most common are vague promises like get in shape and lose weight. All too often, we set ourselves up to fail. One of our show sponsors is Talkspace Online Therapy, which is the most convenient and affordable way to get dedicated support and accountability as you work toward your goals. You no longer have to go to an office and schedule appointments to work with a licensed therapist. Talkspace matches you with one of their 5,000-plus providers based on your needs and preferences, all from the privacy of your device. Send your therapist text, audio, picture, or video messages whenever something's on your mind, whether you're training for a marathon, trying to land a new job, achieving goals. Starts with a strong mind, and Talkspace Online Therapy is there to help. As a listener of this podcast, you can get $100 off your first month on Talkspace to match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy. Go to Talkspace.com or download the app. Make sure to use the code DAN to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. Once again, that's DAN and Talkspace.com. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Melissa Stark joining us here in the Man Cave. Tune in tonight, NFL 360 at 8 Eastern on NFL Network. The episode features the premiere of The Legacy of Pat Tillman. It's a new chapter of the story written by Tillman scholars who, 15 years after his death, are changing the world in his name. And uh, you can also watch NFL Network following uh, Thursday night football. So Melissa Stark joining us. Good morning. How are you? Hi. (laughs) <laughs> this is so exciting to be here. What do you think of this man kid? Uh, well, I've been to the one in New York. Yeah. That was a long time ago. That's different. Very. Yeah. We got a lot of toys here. That's like a loft apartment in New York. Right. Okay. This is an airplane hangar. This is huge. Yes. 
Yeah, so um, you can show me around after. Maybe I'll think. give you a tour. Okay. Yeah, it'd be nice. Last time I, I joined the show, I, I think you had me cooking. Yeah, you cooked eggs? I breakfast for us. Yeah, it was great. Well, you brought a friend who could cook. No, she was just my, she was my sous chef. Oh, sous chef. Yes, I can oh, cook. Oh, I have okay. four kids I can cook. Oh, the, oh, wow, we have video of it. Oh, yeah, there you are, cooking. See? Who liked it? I did, liked it. I didn't eat him. That was good stuff. There. I helped out a little bit. I was like stirring something. I don't know. Oh, I had a great time. <laughs> I'm not going to make you cook this time. Okay. Yeah, she, she texts me. She goes, should I bring eggs? And I go, no, we, we have them, but I'm not going to make you cook. I was reminded of this because the game was in Mexico City last night. Of course, Melissa used to do sideline for ABC. That was uh, Al Michaels was there with John Madden and Dennis Miller. Well, no. First, it was Dan It was Dan Fouts. Uh, that was with um, Dennis Al. Miller. Okay. And Al and Eric Dickerson. That was the first group when oh we took over God. in 2000. We were a team of five. Yeah. So, uh, and, and then it was John Madden and Al Michaels and me. Okay. So, um, yeah, the game, the Mexico City game. So, right? so wait, you have my Wikipedia page. I, I do, and I don't read Wikipedia, but Wikipedia suggests the following. In 2001, Melissa Stark was detained in Mexico mm-hmm. after a security guard, not knowing she worked for ABC covering an NFL game, refused her, Al Michaels, Dan Fouts' entry to the stadium. The detention lasted a while before the matter was resolved. Charges were dropped. Stark admits to being quite embarrassed that she couldn't communicate with Mexican police since Spanish was one of her majors. True? False. Parts of it are true. Spanish was one of my majors. You weren't detained. I can't. I mean... I was not detained. I was never arrested. I don't know anything about that part. Wikipedia also says I'm 5'4". So, and you're 5'2". So when Kyler Murray... No, I'm not. <laughs> so, so when I was interviewing Kyler Murray... Wait, what bothers you more, that you're listed as 5'4", or you were detained in Mexico? Maybe the 5'4". Maybe the 5'4". Well, because everybody was wondering how tall Kyler Murray was at the draft. <laughs> I was standing next to him, and I was taller than he was in heels. Um, I was not detained, um, but... But I don't speak great Spanish, so let's not. But that was a major. Speak Spanish. It was a, it, a it, minor. It was a minor. I think it was a minor. But when you, if you don't use it, you know that. I mean, I don't know if you speak another language. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do not. Okay. I, I do not. Then I, you don't I, know. I, I barely, I barely speak this one. Yes, I'm working on this one. Um, I'm getting my undergraduate. No, but degree. that was that. That was good memories of uh, of going back to Mexico City with a uh, with that crew. What's your favorite Monday night? story because you're with legends there doing the Monday night games. Right. Is there one that stands out? Um, well, we had a couple of that first season that we did was it was in 2000. And for some reason, all the games, I mean, literally all the games came down to the wire. Um, we had the uh, the longest game in Monday Night Football history. That was the Vinny Testaverde game. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I just remember and we had some funny stories because we had Don Olmeyer, the old producer, yeah, that you know started it in the seventies, and um, he was a legend in the business. But you know, it was it was it was great. It was great. Um, the Antonio Freeman catch, we had that one. I mean, we just had some we had some really awesome games. But I do remember my first one of my second game ever doing the sidelines. So you know, I was nervous. I was young. I was twenty six years old. I was out there, uh, and. They wanted me to stand like as close as I could to the pirate <laughs> tactics when I was doing my live shot. Oh no! 
and my sweater caught on fire <laughs> during during the live shot. I mean, during it. I mean, it was awful. It was, but I mean, I got through it. You know what? I got through. I don't know if you saw this, but I was hitting the head with a football in London last I, year. I had heard about that. Yeah. So, so I had not done. I had. I returned to the sidelines in London, doing these international games on NFL Network, and I hadn't done it in fifteen years. And the best was the makeup artist was standing there, and she didn't know anything about American football. So she kept flinching every time the footballs came near. So I said, "Don't worry, don't worry, they'll never hit you." And boom, I was hit by a football. So. Um, I've had a lot of good experiences on the sidelines. Were you in concussion protocol after that? You know what? I was not. I was um, I was not. It actually, luckily, I, I thought about how it could have actually been really bad, but it hit, kind of hit my shoulder and looked 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 worse than and it was. And when it's live? You gotta just, I just kept going. I just kept talking to the best as I was talking. I knew they weren't listening to a word I was saying no. in the studio because they were laughing who, so hard. Who threw it? Um, no, it was Brett Kern. It was a, No, it was a punt. Oh, oh, oh. So it was bouncing up. Yeah, the guys in London didn't necessarily know how to, to like, you know, handle them, the guys that were shagging them. Are you – how often did you hear things on the sidelines where you can't say what you're hearing, even though it would be good content? Right. Like, who judges what you can and can't say? Right, are you talking – you're kind of, like, referring back to the Odell Beckham thing from last – like, from last week or – just oh, things you overhear. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you judge it, Right. You, you, but you don't have totally to run it by somebody. No, no. Okay, so the Odell somebody. Beckham stuff. Right. Right. Explain. Like, you mean, no, I was saying a couple of weeks ago, it was yeah. reported, he said, you know, I can't catch the, yeah. I, I can't catch the ball to save my life. Yeah. So I was just, no, that, that's all I was saying was when do you pick and choose what you say? But that's um, on the record, though. Wasn't that picked up? Or was it somebody who heard it? The sideline reporter overheard it. Oh, okay. And was criticized for saying it. Okay. Yeah. Would you so, have reported that? I know. I, I thought about that. I mean, I, I might have. I, I just think. I, I would have. Yeah. It, I mean, it feels news. like everything is fair game now with microphones, and, and we, we keep bringing the viewer closer. Right. Where it, it's kind of hard to, the lines are blurred of what, what can I say and not say with something like that. A lot of play, he might have he might have overheard him saying that in passing. A lot of times players will say something to me. They're probably not supposed to talk to you, but say something to me directly, and I always you know, report that. But the PR staffs, they're still, they try and keep you as far away as possible. Um, you know, they always say you can't stand right here or move aside or, you know, that type of thing. But like an injury, but, you know, that's where you have to kind of rely on somebody to give you that information. Yes, too. you do. And they can decide what they want to give you or not give you. Yes. And some teams are better than others. Um, Were you ever run over on the sidelines? Run over by a player? Yeah. No. No. Oh. No. That's good. No, I, I get out of the way. Yeah, but there'd be times if you could be looking one way and then all of a sudden you could get hit. Right. I mean, nope. a photographer got hit last week on the sidelines of a, a game. Yeah. Was that a college game? Right. Where you're just looking the other way. That never happened, right. luckily. Just the football hitting me in the head. All right. I've always been fascinated with Pat Tillman, and uh, I saw snippets of this, the Tillman Scholars, mm -hmm. and just how, you know, these these uh, men in the military, women in the military, they benefited from Pat Tillman. They talked about him. They didn't know Pat Tillman, but just that legacy there, how powerful. And I remember lobbying the NFL. When Pat died, single out the 42-yard line in every NFL stadium. Mm. Because you should have this as a, a learning moment. Mm -hmm. Not a teaching, but a learning. So if your son or daughter goes, why do they have the 42-yard line? Mm -hmm. So you don't forget people like this. And, of course, it fell on deaf ears with the NFL because they're like, well, if you do it for Pat Tillman. I go, how many guys are going to 
Leave football to do die in back. Yeah, do what crazy. He did. Yeah. What did you find out about Pat? So, so I too have always been fascinated um, by his story. I mean, I have a lot of like a lot of my family members have served in the military, and so that's where it resonates with me. Also, I I, I met him when I was cover, when I was working for the Today Show, um, and so and I remember I was I was anchoring the early Today Show and had to report on his death, and it was just I mean everything about him resonated with me and all of us who cover sports and we call these NFL players heroes and then you yeah. look at like what a true unbelievable hero he is so so I mean here's what we know so this is 15 years after his death so here's what we know about Pat Tillman obviously that he rose to NFL stardom and that he walked away from his multi-million dollar contract to become an army ranger and that of course he died on the battlefield in Afghanistan but so what they this is like this what we did tonight this show so NFL 360 is sort of like the passion, the best of the best in the in the pieces that we can work on literally been working on this for a year and went went to Fort Benning and we're with the 75th Ranger Regiment and just the act the video and everything that we have in here is is amazing so we talked to um, a master sergeant who served with Pat and talked about how they all reacted the day that they learned that he died and. Um, and I think what this really is tonight, like you were talking about 15 years later, living that he lives on through all these Tillman scholars. So there, the Tillman Foundation was born because after he died, people started, they said, they started sending in checks to the Arizona Cardinals, like $5, $50, $100, whatever, saying, I don't care what you do with it, just do something in his name. And so they founded this um, Tillman Foundation. And so the Tillman scholars are uh, there's 635 of them and they add 50 to 60 each year and they're the they're our future leaders like they're the best of the best the brightest minds um so biochemists they're all basically they're all service members or veterans or their spouses and the Tillman Foundation funds like their service to our country in a new area of pursuit and or a new field of study so they're Harvard Law graduates they're they're NASA astronauts but that the Tillman Foundation has helped them get there so what do you think Pat would be doing now I know it's interesting because Adrian Perkins who who I went to uh, Shreveport Louisiana and he's one of the Tillman scholars and um, I went to he's the mayor of Louisiana and he says I think he went back to do this and he he, he was a West Point graduate he was the first African-American president in in, in, uh, in the history of West Point he's a cadet there he went to Harvard Law School um, and he was the president there, the student body president, but turned down all the major uh, law firm offers, all the big money to go back and be the mayor of his hometown, which ne- needed so much, Shreveport, Louisiana, yeah. uh, police reform and criminal justice and all of that. And he says, I think every day what Pat would be doing. And um, he thought he'd be in politics. You know, he'd be doing something that made a difference in terms of politics. And so he feels, so this guy, Adrian Perkins, who I think will be president one day, feels like he's living the, the way Pat would. All, all these Tillman scholars never met the man, right? Yeah. But they're trying to make him proud. And they're trying to live this life um, and, and, and service over, uh, sacrifice uh, over, uh, excuse me, they're sacrificing over self is what I mean to say. But you look back on this, and what man does this? Where you have a successful career, mm-hmm. and you see, you have a family, a new wife. Nine mm-hmm. eleven happens. Yeah. What did you ever? And, I, and, and maybe it's not fair to ask you this, but do you, did anybody say like what triggered? Because that's that's not something you just go. 
I'm going to war. I'm going now. I'm giving this all up. Like, right. What was that characteristic or gene that he had? Right. I mean, not many people have it. Um, I, I don't know because I don't know him personally, so I don't know exactly what that was. But I think he felt in, in, in a way, to sum it up, like he felt it was immoral not to serve. Not to serve. I mean, he felt that compelled and that much of, of a conviction. But what did his wife say? Like that conversation, I can't imagine you come home and go, or maybe he's watching 9-11, and, and I, new contract, new wife. Right. I'm going, I'm going into the military. Right. It's interesting you say that because one of the things that, that you'll see tonight in this piece is a lot of these guys grapple with the fact, they, can, I, can I take my family through this? Like, can I, can I put this on them? Because this is, and, and so Marie Tillman would tell you, he, he didn't, Pat didn't think this was a sacrifice. He didn't look at it as a sacrifice. He looked at it as kind of his duty and his obligation. So uh, a different breed, um, but, but what's great. And he's not the only person who did this, no. but he had this high profile job and, you know, we do, we're not used to, and as you said, we, we tend to say you're a warrior as a, you know, somebody in a sporting event. You're, mm-hmm. you're not. Mm-hmm. You know, that a warrior is somebody who is in war, not somebody who's playing football. Right. Pat was, he played the game as a warrior, but he was a true warrior by going over there and fighting for our country there. But, um, and other people have made that sacrifice. But he gave up something, gave up a lot mm-hmm. to go over there. But it, I'm not sure he looked at it that way. You yeah, know, I'm I'm sure not, I don't think he looked at it that way. And friendly fire that you get killed. Right. And just that, and even talking to his wife about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that there's any scenario where you go, okay, I'm okay with this, or this is better than another, but the fact that he was killed. Right, and you'll fire. see tonight in, in the show the master sergeant who talks about it when they found that out. When they, That's just, I mean, you can see the, the emotion, and the, it's just so raw and so real even 15 years later um, for them to even talk about. I'm glad you came up. Well, thanks. I'm so glad you had me. You got heels on, so you can't shoot hoops with us. But I, I have sneakers, so I can change. You have sneakers. Yes. If if we want to, is that something that you do? We do. We put on. I put on a shooting clinic usually every day. Oh, okay. And it's free. You got uh, boys. I'd be more than happy to put on a shooting clinic. <laughs> I should bring them up. Well, your husband's a football player, so I should be able to, a former one, so I should be able to help out your kids if they want to play basketball. That's great. I'd yes. be more than happy. And not to mention your daughters if they want to play too. But One of mine just brutally broke her leg playing soccer and is in a cast up to her hip. It's sort of a, like, she, a side tackle by the goalie. And, uh, yeah, really bad. Broke a bunch of bones. Do you want to mention the goalie's name and... <laughs> And call, call her out. Call, call, the 12-year-old yes. in New Jersey. Call, call yes, exactly. Yeah. Hey, I got some people I know in Jersey. Yeah. All right. Tune in tonight, NFL 360, the legacy of Pat Tillman. And this will be at 8 Eastern on NFL Network. It's uh, This story is written by the Tillman Scholars, who 15 years after his death are changing the world in his name. Uh, you can catch the Encore edition of NFL Network uh, following Thursday Night Football as well. Okay, this is just a 30-second commercial, and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you, but please, please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. The company that has been offering you great rates and great service for 75 years, it's GEICO. I've been using them for a long time myself. And anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their training specialists 24-7. No recordings. The company, GEICO. Go to GEICO.com today. Sorry for all the numbers, but I've been a fan and a customer of Geico for a long time. And in five, four, three, two, one, I'm out.
Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Lakers lost to the Pacers last night. They got Milwaukee coming up in Milwaukee on Thursday night. As we bring in Anthony Davis, the Lakers power forward, six-time NBA All-Star, joining us on behalf of Mobile One and their sweepstakes, which we'll talk about in a moment. Good morning, Anthony. What was your second best sport in high school? Good morning. Uh, I didn't have a second best sport. I only played basketball. But as a little kid, did you play baseball, football? No, nah, I, I didn't. I wanted to play baseball so my dad played baseball. But uh, I remember we were playing catch one day, and he he threw the ball. And he told me to put the glove, like, right in front of my face. And <laughs> he threw the ball. and like, missed my glove. It hit me in the mouth, and it was over after that. I've also wondered that I think you were 6'2", 6'1", as a sophomore, and then you grew to 6'10", as a senior. But because you had that – time period where you had to learn how to dribble the ball if you're that small that short as a guard how much like you look back on that how important was that that you did have that time where you had to learn how to dribble a ball like a point guard that was very important because um i wouldn't be the player i am today so um having that skill set um, when i was in high school you know freshman and sophomore year um kind of carried over until um, my game, you know, kind of in college and um, especially in the NBA. So I think it, it was it was very important, you know, throughout my throughout my career. Who was the best player you played against in high school? Uh, best player, probably at that time. You know, I didn't go to a big high school, uh, and we didn't play any like top teams. So um, in in season uh, outside. AAU circuit, because uh, I played against everybody, you know, Michael Gay, Kilchrist, Bradley Bill, all those guys. Um, and, and season was probably Jaleel Okafor, to be honest. Okay. All right. Yeah. When did you know you could play? Like, when did you know you could be great? Uh, I think my senior year, honestly. Um, obviously, I always had the, the, the mindset, like, oh, I want to go to the NBA, I want to go to the NBA, but I never knew um, that I can be, like, really good. Um, until my senior year when I, I had a growth spurt. Um, and then, you know, everyone started talking about me, and then I ended up becoming, you know, number one player in the country. And that's when I knew um, I could be, I could do something special. I know you went to Michael Jordan's basketball camp. Uh, have you had a conversation with Michael, being a Bulls fan growing up? Uh, I didn't. Uh, I think the only time I talked to Michael was, at his uh, at his camp, I think that was it. Um, and he he came and spoke to the group, and then 
you know, had a couple conversations here and there with, with some of the players, but that was the only time I had like a, a real, you know, conversation with him. Wait, but but you didn't get a chance to ask him a question. Did he just say anybody got questions? Did you raise your hand? <laughs> I didn't raise my hand. You know, you don't want to be the first guy to raise hand <laughs> and ask a question. So I, uh, I well, did. wait a minute, well, Anthony. What would you have asked Michael Jordan? I, honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what I would have asked him. Um, but I, I regret. I, I knew I should have asked the question, but you know, you didn't want to be that first guy. Uh, and then it was late when the, when the camp was over, so you know, guys really wanted to you know go back to the rooms and go to sleep and eat. So uh, you ask the question, and guys looking at you like, "Why well, you ask the question? We ready to go?" It's like so. I was kind of nervous. Uh, when's the last time you swapped jerseys with somebody? Uh, I just swapped jerseys with uh, Drew Holiday in New Orleans. I think that was the last time I, I, I've done it. I did it this this year with uh, with Drew. How many jerseys do you have from other players? Yeah. Uh, I have a ton. I have a ton. Um, do you have a man cave? I I sort of like I, I kind of do, but I kind of don't. Um, and so the next house I get, I have to. That's that's like one thing I have, and that's why I'm collecting the jerseys. Put them in a in the frame and um, hang them, hang them up everywhere. So um, that's that's really why I want a man cave. Does LeBron have a man cave? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he does. Uh, well, you went I, to the I house for Taco point. Tuesday, so yeah. But I, I and I don't, I don't remember. I don't. I don't even know Le, like LeBron collects jerseys. I don't think he get jerseys from anyone else. Did you get one from him? I'm going to get one. <laughs> I haven't yet. I haven't yet. So um, I'm going to get a couple of them. And you know what the trick is? You always have somebody ask for you. You know, get a ball boy, oh, no. right? No, with, with yeah, yeah, you do. But with him, I'm I'm going straight to the source. Okay, all right. I'm going, I'm going to straight to the source on that one. Uh, Anthony Davis, Lakers power forward, six-time NBA All Star, joining us on behalf of uh, Mobile One, Mobile One Sweepstakes. Uh, how would you rank your uh, acting skills in the Mobile One commercial? Uh, I think I've done a great job. I mean, you know, the commercials that we've done, uh, or that I've done with Mobile One, has been great. Uh, so I think, I think, uh, I think I'd give it, you know, eight, eight and a half. Oh, okay. Uh, I think it's pretty good. And, and then you're in uh, Space Jams too, aren't you? Yeah. How big a role do you have? The eighth, eighth biggest, eighth biggest role. So, um, who's got the second biggest role behind LeBron? Uh, I can't remember. I know it's him and his like the the characters that play, what actors and actresses that play his family. But um, I know he told me I was eighth. Now I'm not sure if he was saying that to make me more excited to be in the film or, or what. But I'm gonna go with his word. Uh, Anthony's joining us on behalf of uh, the launch of the $250,000 Mobile One sweepstakes. So if he has five or more points, gets five or more rebounds, has five or more assists, five or more blocks, or five or more steals in a single game over a 10-game stretch, one lucky fan will get $250,000. This uh, Fans can register from now, uh, December 18th until January 15th at mobileone.us slash on the line. How did I do with that? Yes, and I, and I, good, and I have to I have to get all. So I have to get five or more points, rebounds, assists, steals, and and blocks. Oh, oh, yeah. It makes it tougher. Who's the yeah. best best player you played against this year? 
year. Yeah. Um, short season. You know, I, I don't want to. I don't want to count anyone yet, just because of the fact that it's early. You know, guys starting to find a rhythm now. You know, start guys definitely starting to get in the group, and we haven't played everyone yet. So uh, we haven't played. You know, the Rockets, who you know James is averaging 100 points a game. Um, so we haven't played everyone yet. Um, for, for an yet. Do you think James Harden is going to score seventy or eighty in a game? For That's sure, some, really? <laughs> for sure. I mean, the the things you have to do on the basketball floor um, is it's, it's unreal. Um, we haven't seen anyone um, like it. You know, get to the free throw line at ease, uh, his step back, um, he's able to pass. So I think I think it's, it's definitely coming. Wouldn't you love to do that? Where you just know that that LeBron is going to say to you, hey, I want you to go out and I want you to take 45 shots. Like, just a fun game. How, how do you think you could do? Oh, 45 shots? I think I could probably get you, you know, 80. 80? yeah. What's the most you ever scored in a game? The most I ever scored is 59. Oh. And you could get 70. <laughs> You can get yeah. mobile one will love that. No, no, then you'd only yeah, be getting right. just scoring. You know, you got to get everything yeah. else there. Yeah, I had to get everything else. Yeah. But wouldn't you rather have a great block than a great dunk? Um, I think it depends on like if it's late game. You know, we need to stop. Then yeah. you know, I'm taking the I'm taking the block. But it was early in the game. We were trying to get the crowd into it. You know, I think I think the dunk the dunk do it, but. Um, me personally, just being you know the type of player I am, who's defensive minded, um, I think that block um, is 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 better than that dunk. Now, if you're dunking on someone, then I'll take that over the block. But just a regular dunk over a block, I have to take the block. Who have you posterized? Like your favorite one? My favorite one? I think I was my second year in the league. I think it was Glenn Davis. That was like my first poster ever. <laughs> And it was like, I was so, and I and I watched. I was so young. I had no facial hair. I had no. My hair was real low, so skinny. Um, it was. I barely got off the ground. <laughs> what you know, Glenn Davis couldn't get off the ground either. I, I was going to say, uh, Anthony, he he can't jump. He jumps like I do. That doesn't really count as a poster. Yeah. So uh, did you posterize? That, that was one of the good ones. You didn't get LeBron, did you? Um. No, I never got LeBron. LeBron never got me. Another good one I had was uh, against uh, the Knicks uh, a couple years ago um, with uh, Ron Baker. Yeah, but that doesn't count either. Ron Baker jumped. He plays like I do. <laughs> Come on. I, I'm talking about dunking on, you know, like Dwight Howard or somebody like that. Uh, never, never got Dwight. Um I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll get one for you this year. No, that's, how about are you playing Thursday night against the Greek Freak? Uh, hopefully, that's the, that's the plan. Um, see how the angle feels, and, and hopefully, I'm able to just put up the play. I'll give you a couple of mobile one plugs if you if you dunk if you posterize the Greek freak. <laughs> I'll try to. Yeah. Anthony, uh, good luck with mobile one. It sounds like an interesting uh, sweepstakes here. Uh, fans can uh, register from December 18th until January 15th at mobile1.us/slash/on-the-line. And good luck with that, and uh, hopefully we'll see you on Thursday night. Thank you. That's Anthony Davis. He's a native of the south side of Chicago there. 
During the season of giving, we'd like to offer you a little something special, and all we're asking in return is a few moments of your time. We need you to complete a short survey because your opinion matters to us and helps support the show. It'll only take a couple of minutes, and if you're one of the first people to do it, we'll give you a reward in return. Just go to podcast1.study, and everything will be right there for you. That's podcast1.study. The first 150 people to complete the survey will get a $10 gift card to Amazon.com. All of our shows are supported by advertisers, so filling this out will really help us. So please go to podcast1.study, and as always, thank you for supporting the show. And happy holidays from all of us at Podcast One. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.